Welcome to episode 34, Dylan. It is 34 of the Buy Sports Podcast. Your boy Taylor with your boy Dylan, as usual. 34, man. That is crazy. So we did 33 last year. Last when, week. When did we pick it up? Middle of summer? Middle of summer, yeah. That's uh, pretty good. I think I want to say closer to early July, maybe middle. Maybe That's what middle I was thinking. I was thinking maybe like late June, early July, something like that. We were so, close to the season starting, but we still had some time to get ready for it. Sure. So, I mean, we're on a pace for like 65 a year. That's pretty close to one a week. I mean, we're yeah. we, going we right have, along with it pretty well. Well, we have those weeks where we grind out four or five, and then we have, you know, many vacations. Uh, sure. This one almost didn't happen because we, we might be changing the name of the podcast to the, the COVID Boys podcast. Oh, man. Just kidding. We don't know if we have COVID or not. We're just maybe the sick, though the sick boys podcast. Yeah, there you go. Because it's uh could be this new uh fluorona. Oh stop. <laughs> new very new variants popping up every day trying to team up like infinity stones beat the Avengers. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Hey, listen, there's more corona variants than there are uh points scored in the Rose Bowl the other day. <laughs> man, that's a lot. It was a lot, but there's a lot of variants. Um, <laughs> what about that Rose Bowl, though, dude? Hey, listen, that's what I—that's what I really want to focus on this entire episode is just talking Rose Bowl and then just talking like post Rose Bowl for Ohio State. Um, but just overall in general, I mean, yeah, we saw the national championship game, which we'll—I mean, we'll talk about next week. We're gonna, or I guess it is Monday. We we'll talk about it a little bit later on. Um, maybe we'll do a Twitter Spaces this week talking talking Rose go. Bowl. Yeah, we haven't really got into that since we did it that first time. We kind of yeah. got away from it. Um, but what do you think of the bowl, major bowl games uh, during the weekend? I mean, I had a lot of fun watching them. I, I usually do. I mean, I, I think like Saturday, we talked about it last week, just the hype and how how hard it is to get hype for the for these bowl games sometimes. Um, but I did have a lot of fun watching them the day of, and I definitely sure. like kickoff came. I was excited for the Ohio State game. You know, you were getting hyped during the game, texting me nonstop just about, you know, the, the comeback that we had and right, yeah. and everything like that. So, I mean, I didn't really get into a whole lot other than like the playoff and and, uh, and then our the Rose Bowl game. I love um, Did I you watch the, the Oklahoma State Notre Dame game. Yeah, I did watch some of that. Great game, um, man. Yep. And then uh, I caught some of the Michigan State uh, pit. But uh Michigan State no, surprised I'm, me with how well they played. I mean, I, I, we had we, see, we picked that game, and I didn't know who to choose just based on which which star was out. I didn't, I didn't realize Pickett was out. I think I went Pitt. Oh, yeah, I knew Pickett was out, but I still thought that, like, Michigan State wasn't going to be able to put up points. You know, it's kind of fitting sure. for Michigan State that a pick six is what won that game for them with how bad their secondary has been all season. Right. A pick six sealed it. Absolutely. And it was, it, I mean, it was a 76-yard return pick six. Right. But uh, no, let's look at the the playoff. I mean, going into that, I mean, it was an average of twenty one point. Was the semifinal games was the winning margin going yeah. into that for all the semifinal games? And I think was it like twenty two for those two? Twenty one for something the like Alabama that. Cincinnati twenty three for Georgia yeah. Michigan. Yeah. But, so I mean, it right. But the thing right, is, it's like I, I want to say this real quick because a lot of people are gonna be like, "See, this is why we don't need more bull games." But this is exactly why why you need more bowl games because not every single one's going to be like this. How do you how do you fix that? Because it, it's so like unfortunate that you know the m- most hype hyped games of the year 
turn out to essentially be blowouts. I mean, well, you, you think you're putting the top four teams and then you've, you know, each year you've got two that are significantly better than the other two. I mean, how okay. do you fix that? So how, here's how you fix it is simply by expanding it because if Cincinnati, if, if Alabama, let's say Alabama and Georgia had buys, you know, they were the top, t- top two seed and had a buy and Cincinnati instead is playing um, Michigan state or Utah in a first round game, then you're going to get a really, really good game. Right. I get that. I get that completely, but that's a quarterfinal. Okay. And when you get to the semifinal, I think you've still got the same issue because then you've got a a rested number one and number two team. But I don't, you know, I I don't necessarily think that's the case because like what we saw is Michigan is clearly not a top four team. Now, because of the rankings and the playoff committee choosing them, sometimes that two, the three and that fourth team aren't top three, top four teams. Oklahoma, the year they made against uh, LSU. I mean, LSU was a great, great, great team, right? But 47 points better than the fourth team in the country? No, right. Oklahoma's just not deserving. So when you have a bigger playoff, you eliminate those mid-tier teams. And yeah, that team that's at eight that maybe originally wouldn't have been in the playoff that peaked at the right time is going to give you a better matchup and a better game than uh, what yeah, that I semifinal guess I can... could be. Yeah, I guess I can agree with that. And it's more something, you know, we're going to have to see it, mm-hmm. you know, to see what happens and, with it. Because I mean, honestly, you're like right. Bama Cincinnati, yeah, Bama ended up winning by 21. But at any point, did you really realize, like, oh, crap, they're up 21? I mean, it was a competitive game the entire time. Yeah, it Bama was. pulled away at the end. Kind of it like we, we predicted. I mean, we were rooting for a Georgia blowout. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Georgia only won by 23. I wanted them to win by 103. So, like. Sure. You know, we were rooting for that one to be allowed. We were going nuts every time Georgia scored a touchdown. So, but I mean, so if you look at, so say you expand it to eight, you know, then your matchups, are you getting a buy with an 18 playoff? You're not, are you? No buy. No. Versus- 12, you, six or 12, you need a buy. Eight, it's one, one verse eight, uh, two verse seven, three verse six. So, three verse six in this case would have been Georgia, Ohio State. You think right. Ohio State's losing by 23 to Georgia? No, and then you get Cincinnati, Notre Dame, right? Which that's no, a much. I, I completely agree. Like I said, a bit, but those are the quarterfinal matchups. Okay, you know, and, and then you know, say we beat Georgia. I mean, I would say that you know we play, you know, whoever what we'd probably end up playing. Uh, However, six versus Michigan, Michigan's two, so we'd end up playing Michigan again. Yeah. Obviously, that's a close game. But then you get the winner of so. But you just like you said, that's a close game. That's your semifinal match right there. Yeah. So you're going to. And and part well, of the problem too, every time is what I was thinking. I was thinking about this yesterday with Ohio State not playing the Rose Bowl until January first, twenty twenty two. They go over a month without playing a game. I mean, in in what sense do we think that like that's just a normal okay thing? Like, hey, we're gonna play a game every week. Maybe you have one week off in a twelve week span, or a three. Right. And you're span. almost, and then you give almost... them five weeks off, five and a half, six weeks oh. off if you if you don't make your your conference championship game. Um. That's why with playoff expansion, like you're going to have conference championships and you might have like a two week layoff to get that Army Navy game, the Heisman Trophy, all that stuff done. Right. But then you got to jump right into that quarterfinal game, um, depending on how much you expand to, which I think will result in better football. Because, yes, LSU, if they give if you get four weeks for Joe Burrow to prepare, you know, he's going to obviously take advantage of the Oklahoma team that he did and put a points like that or same with Oregon over over Florida State. but. When Ohio State beat Alabama, it was what 42 35. I mean, 42 28 for a while. 
you know, Bama score a last second touchdown to kind of like make it within one touchdown. But you do have those competitive games. And yeah, they end up being three touchdowns sometimes, but it's competitive for the most part. And then you have that like the the better team goes away with it at the end. Very rarely, other than like Clemson, the the LSU, uh, Oklahoma, uh, LSU, Oklahoma, the Notre Dame matchups, Clemson versus us the first time. Like, is it really that true of a big, big blowout? Right, and when you you talk about how it's like a month, you know, before those semifinal games happen, you know, with everything that goes on now with the uh, transfer portal and opt outs, I mean, you're essentially it's week one, you yeah. know, because you're a completely different team. Because I mean, if you look at Ohio State, we lost three cornerbacks with with mm-hmm. seven: Marcus Williamson, Ryan Watts, and there might even have been more. I don't remember. I mean, we. Dur- I feel like there's another one that sat out, but then you know you're missing Olave and Wilson and, yeah. and, and versus Michigan Garrett we had Pete four Frere quarterbacks and... on the roster going into this week he had two. I mean right. Jack Miller's gone and Kyle and uh and right yeah Miller's that too. Gone. I mean so you, you're losing. You're right. It's such a different team when you have such a long layoff, and I do think that affects the overall scores for those playoff games. Now the other games don't do they always like result in close games? No. But a lot of that is due to opt-outs. I mean, it is you. You have a much different team, and that's why we got into a little bit of the preparation for next year and the excitement for next year that a Rose Bowl gives you versus like, you know, the the playoff games. Like Michigan went out; they ended their season with a bad taste in their mouth. Ohio State in the season, wow, this everything's really great, and we're we're excited for next year. You know, Baylor, Ole Miss, like Ole Miss. What? How do they feel? Like, you know, we had our quarterback; he was going to play, then he got hurt. And we sure. lost a sugar bowl. Are we did our season end awful? See, and, and that that happening is so unfortunate because now for the future, I mean, there's just gonna be more players that opt out because oh well, you know, that can happen, you know. Yeah, but at that the same time too, like, at the same time, too, it also doesn't always happen. You know, like I can think sure. of two cases where it did Matt Corral and Jalen Smith for Notre Dame they, when they played Ohio State. You know, other than that, like uh when when that star player does play. Always necessarily get, it doesn't mean they get hurt. It just it just so happens to be. I mean, guess what? Injuries can happen in the play in the semifinal game. Look at De- Devontae Smith broke his uh hand in the second half of the national championship. Trey Sermon broke what broke his collarbone or something, hurt his shoulder yeah. on the very first play. So I mean it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen whether it's a playoff game, a non-playoff game. I mean, it sure. just it's how football works. Injuries happen. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's going to happen regardless, you know, whoever's playing. But, but, yeah, it is unfortunate, though. You know, you get guys like Devontae Smith, you know, breaking his hand and serving with his collarbone and then, you know, with uh, Matt Corral. But, I mean, unfortunately, it's a part of the game and you just got to live with it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Devontae Smith, when he – before he broke his hand in that national championship game, was on pace to set, like, bull records of, like, receiving yards. Uh, it did end up happening – but on Saturday, the bull record for most receiving yards in the game did get broken. Jackson Smith and Jigba had 15 catches for 347 yards, three touchdowns. Absolutely and, insane. I mean, it is one of the most dominant games I have ever seen somebody play. I mean, he was all over the field. He even had one touchdown get lost because he, I mean, hasn't made a mistake all season long. The kid has almost played, you know, perfect when it comes to. Uh, when he has caught the ball and, and doing what he does, made one bad play all game long. I mean, I'm not even going to be, I'm not even mad about the fumble because it was one bad out of 15 catches. You had one bad play. I mean, how insane did he play 
on Saturday. No, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, I mean, it was a masterpiece is what it was. But uh, no, we kind of got off on like a playoff rant here. We wanted to talk Rose Bowl. So when we look at the Rose Bowl, obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba had one incredible game. But look at what uh, look at what Stroud did. I mean, he what do you have like 573 yards or something and six touchdowns? 573, six touchdowns. You did that one right on the right on the head. 573. Yeah, How'd you know that's that what number? I thought. <laughs> Um, no, and same with him. I mean, he had one pick, but when you're throwing the ball 46 times, you're bound to have one bad throw. Uh, and I mean, it was a bad throw. The, the pick to it would try to get to Fleming right. in the, the first drive of the third quarter. But I mean, when you're throwing six touchdowns, like you're bound to have one, one end of in the, in the wrong hands, uh, him and him and Jackson. I mean, they really played, they weren't the only two, but those two, I mean, they stood out. And the one Wait, thing well, that's Marvin Harrison, three touchdowns. Oh, coming out party for him. I mean, I expect Absolutely. him to have some catches, but three touchdowns like that's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm and really it's, happy and, and it's, it's so unfortunate that that's completely overshadowed because of what JSN did. I don't think it is. I think from the general, it, it is in a sense from Ohio state fans. Like we're going to remember. Yeah. JSN went right. off. But who we got Marvin Harrison that that catch like Buka had on the sideline like are you kidding for a yeah. true freshman to go in there and do that? Um, yeah. And I do want to give Buka some love. So he had a pretty good day returning. Uh, I mean, he returned seven times for 163 yards. But that one on that last drive where we they they scored and we're tied 45-45. Do you know where Buka ran it back to? I don't remember. Like the 44 yard line. On on their side? No, on our side. But still, I mean, you get to the forty-four yard line when we right. just need a field goal. You have a minute, something left. Like he's doing that like every game. It's incredible to watch. I mean, I don't so, think he's. No, I don't he think has, he's broke one yet, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It but, is gonna happen because I mean, like I said, he's doing that like every game. I mean, he's getting the ball to the forty-yard line every yep. game. I mean, you just don't see that all the time. No, and uh, so I'm just I like I said, I just want to give him shout him out, and give him some love because. He, like I said, it was so crucial for him to get that good return, and he did. And and it, I mean, like I said, when you're when you get a field goal and you get to the ball at the forty three yard line to start it, and you have a minute something left, like you're in good shape to to get to that field goal. Um, and then he also he had three catches. Um, like I said, the one on the sideline was just incredible. Right, but we have the top three. I mean, the best receiving core in the country this year. If I were to tell you that you were going to lose your two best receivers or your top two receivers um, to, to the draft and still have the number one recruit trio next year, you'd say I'm out of my mind. But tell me a, a three-receiver trio better than JSN, Harrison Jr., and Egbuka. Don't, don't leave and out And then Fleming. your fourth is Fleming. You have you four know, of like, them. And then you <laughs> got you know four freshmen coming in. Yep, It's it's insane what, what uh, Brian Hartline does with these with these guys. It's 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 really a treat to watch, but uh, let's talk defense for a second. So obviously, first half kind of shaky. You know, first quarter was start. You know, it didn't look pretty to start. I mean, we're down fourteen zero to start. Um, the first, they're doing whatever they yep. want offensively. They're just yep. running all over us. Um, and so you got Cade Stover. So he flipped from tight end to play linebacker, and uh, obviously, you know, there's going to be some rust there. I mean, he's been practicing for you know, like you said, we haven't played in a month. He's been yep. practicing. At linebacker, but you know, obviously, there's going to be some in-game rust to knock off. But boy, the passion that he showed, you know, he finally, you know, it, it really looked like as the game went on, he was really starting to fit in. Um, and what's unfortunate for him, the, the passion he showed afterwards. I mean, he was excited oh, yeah. about playing, and, and oh and yeah, he, 
he got asked, like, is this permanent? He said, I think it might be like he was happy to get to play that position again. Absolutely. And well, and it, it's it's not just playing the position. I think it's playing like the whole game because, I mean, he was out there a lot. You know, he, yep. you know, playing tight end. I mean, he's second fiddle to Rucker. You know, he's only playing. He'd only been playing like 12 snaps a game. I mean, he wasn't yep. hardly getting in there. You know, single digit snaps in the Michigan game, but he played a couple at linebacker. But uh, but no, I mean, he just really looked like he belonged out there. Yep. Um, what I was saying is kind of unfortunate for him because if you look at our linebackers next year, um, you got that transfer from Arizona State. Um, I was trying to pronounce his name beforehand. It's like Diamante Trainum or something. Um, then you got Tommy Eichenberg really stepped up in the Rose Bowl. You know, he had like 17 tackles, but then you've I'm, got I'm hit or miss on Eichenberg and how he right. played and how excited I'm. He had right. some so he, he had, had some blunders. Yeah, yeah but he was uh, in on every tackle. But then you look at like CJ Hicks coming in. I expect him to play. Um, I don't expect a red shirt out of him, you know. But uh, and then uh, Reed Carrico coming off a red shirt. Um, he was a you know a, a high rated recruit. Is uh um, and is, then other guys that we still have. Gaio Tote back, or was he a senior? I don't know. I feel like he was a senior when he transferred. Gotcha. But I could be wrong. But but no, I mean, there's just going to be competition there. So, I mean, that's unfortunate that, mm-hmm. you know, he can't say right now that, you know, he's day one starter playing every snap at linebacker. If he makes it, uh, I, I feel transition. like he, yeah. right. And, and I feel like he, he will. Um, I can't see him playing a huge role at tight end. Um, I kind of expect a lot out of G Scott next year. Um, I feel like if Cage stayed at tight end, I can't see a huge role. But then again, Rucker didn't have a huge role this year. Right. The, so, the I mean, I know G Scott and I like G Scott a lot. I just don't know if I can trust G Scott to be able to put his hand in the dirt and help with the run game. Like Rucker, right. Rucker did a pretty good job for it. And I think Rucker's an NFL tight end who has to be able to do a little bit of do both jobs really well. Stover, right. I look like Morris, the guy of put the hand in the dirt. And go block somebody. No, and he is. That's exactly G. who he is. Yeah. Versus G, who, you know, you're going to line up, but you're going out for a pass, and I know you're going to catch it, but. Sure. Um, I mean, and and who knows the plans with, with Stover. Maybe he has the opportunity to play both, you know? Yeah, that would get, be cool. Get 10 yeah. snaps of offense and then most snaps on defense. And and, and sure. something along those lines of, of doing something like that. I mean, it it's not often in college football, but it does happen. Stanford had a kid a few years ago that played a fullback and linebacker. I mean, he's got full-blown CTE now, but, I mean, he was <laughs> no, enjoying it, those four uh, years that he did it. It happens. There's a, there's a few guys here and there that, that do it. But, uh, I mean, Chris Gamble for Ohio State is, I mean, probably the most one of the most legendary names to do it. You know, I mean, he was sure. jack of all trades. Um, but, um, when we were talking defense and transfers um, today, Tanner McAllister, safety, Oklahoma State, best def- you know defensive back in the Big Twelve, coming over with with Knowles. Yep. Um, so that's huge. Um, I, I was talking to you beforehand. It's unfortunate for guys like Hickman and Ransom, but there's so much inconsistency. From those guys, I would assume Proctor comes back and steps into the starting role again. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure there's certainly a lot that's going to um, – a lot of dominoes to fall with that. I would almost expect somebody to transfer out, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and it, it goes back to, like, why did we not get Elias Ricks in the first place? Right. You were afraid of people transferring out, and then they did anyway, and now we're bringing – like, imagine if we had him and Ricks. Uh I think, yeah, and I, yeah, that sucks. I really hate because he went to Bama, right? Yep. Yeah, really hate that. But I think maybe this one 
causes less trouble because it's a in the locker room. Guy and yeah, stuff. because right, it's a coach's guy that knows his already knows his scheme and yep. can, and you know, he's a proven leader. He's got one year eligibility, so I mean, he's a senior. Um, and obviously, he's at the top of his game, top of the game in the entire nation. So I mean, he can really show these guys how to run that scheme and can mm-hmm. make them better. So hopefully, they can look at it like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to go back to the Rose Bowl and just kind of talk through just how the game went in general. I mean, okay. so uh, Utah scored us 14 0 in the first quarter. Um, they're doing, they're running all over us. The, uh, that Brian Covey, he had that, um, that had that touchdown catch. Uh, God, over, over Eichenberg. I mean, one of the, one of the best catches of the day if it wasn't for like the top five catches made by Ohio state players all game long, but just insane to go at 14, nothing. Um, we get a score finally. Right. And then isn't that when they had the kickoff return for a touchdown? I mean, we both scored 21 in the second quarter. It's 35, 21 at halftime. I was a lot more mad than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I got excited for this game the day of but we came around the second half and we weren't going to lose it. And, and CJ Stroud, he did something this game that he did not do all season long, that I was finally, I could not believe that he finally did it. I was so excited that he did it. He only did it once, but if he does it once a game every year and he does it in the right moments, C.J. Stroud is a winner. He's going to win the Heisman next year, and we're going to win national, a national championship if he does this, like I said, once a game. Do you know what that is? Run the ball. Run the ball. Put his head down. Get that first down. Get up. Get jacked, get juice, celebrate, and go and then throw six touchdowns. Now, obviously, he's not a running quarterback. I mean, he's got a little bit of agility. I mean, he can do it when he needs to. Yeah. You know, you look at NFL quarterbacks. I mean, when they need to do it, they do it. You know, there's so many guys. I mean, obviously, you got to look past, like, you know, Lamar and and Cam Newton and, and, Tom, and Tom whoever. Brady. But, but, I mean, even Tom Brady runs every once in a while. <laughs> you know, just to have the awareness that when right. you, you know, even when you get out of the pocket, to see that open field in front of you, would be like, Hey, eight yards for first down uh, can go run for 10. Right. You know, and, and then even, you get up you know, and it's the adrenaline rush. And I, I mean, sure. we noticed that we got, and we got excited for it as soon as it happened. And I'm just really glad that he did. Um, sure. I mean, you learn to slide, learn to go out of bounds. You're not going to take hits. Yeah. And know? I, and I think like the one thing about it is he got so much scrutiny and that Heisman, you know, presentation, Aiden Hutchinson getting second place, like all that bull crap. And I think he really like took it to heart and he used his yeah. motivation to get better. And do I think like Bryce Young, after he won the Heisman said, I've always had chip on my back. Nobody believed in me. Like, dude, you're the number one graded quarterback in your class. Like you go, you're at Alabama. Like, yeah, nobody believed in you, I guess. Like Stroud, the same thing. You're a four-star quarterback at Ohio state. Like who didn't believe in you, but they use this type of internal motivation. You do what it needs to be done. And and he did something like that. He balled out this game. I mean, he literally balled out. Ohio no, State, yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. Ohio State broke seventeen Rose Bowl records this game, and most of them were passing. And it was JSN and and Stroud and what they did. It was amazing. Yeah, it was definitely a game that we're not going to forget. You know, it's just one of those games. I mean, I mean, even when you come back, I mean, it, it makes it that much bigger but i'm just, one like I, you said the, the records and everything it just, yeah. it's an unforgettable game i like to go back and watch old ohio state games just you know randomly like hey i'm bored i'm gonna go watch this this michigan game from a few years ago or this bull game or whatever this is one that i'll go back on youtube and i'll watch the full game just because of like 
how much fun it was of a game. And I like going back and watching those fun games. And uh, I mean, afterwards, you were excited. I mean, you're texting me over and over about it, just kind of uh, things that got you amped during it and things that you're excited for going forward. So kind of that's how I want to just finish up the rest of this episode is just like looking at what we saw and maybe not just with this game, but college football in general, then going forward, obviously we saw the national championship game, you know, one of those two teams is going to be, be the winner, probably Alabama. Um, what does this give us going into next year and the rest of the bowl games, you know, kind of well, who's a team that caught your eye that you're like next year, they're going to be good. They're going to be fun to watch. And, Cause it's not just Ohio state that you can watch this game and be like, yep, they're going to be legit next year. There's other teams that you can watch and be like, yeah, they're going to be legit or they peaked and this is it for them. And they just lost that bowl game and they're not going to be very good next year. So, I mean, obviously you can look at the two teams in the national championship, Alabama. So young, you know, with, with uh, Bryce young anchoring the offense and Will yep. Anderson anchoring the defense. Um, but then, you know, you look at Georgia and, and, you know, you've got, uh, I don't know, Stetson, JT, whoever plays. I mean, you know, whichever quarterback. But, you know, then you got their freshman tight end, with Brock Bowers, oh, like the best tight end in the country already. Yep. Oh, my gosh. As a freshman. The dude's going to be a stud yep. in the NFL. But, uh, but no, I mean, obviously, you look at those teams. But uh, I think uh, week one, uh, Notre Dame, there's going to be so much. Uh, the game is going to be so personal. Because you look at, at, at Freeman taking over and now James Laurinaitis has joined his staff. Yep. You know, the, and, and, and you know what Freeman has said about playing at Ohio State and everything. I mean, that game, it's already personal and we're still nine months away. Right. And and Notre Dame, I mean, they ended up losing that game against Oklahoma State. They blew a lead. I mean, that's not something you want to go into the season with. You know, they're gonna be they're gonna right. be highly motivated to yep. to start the season off strong based on how they ended their seasons last year versus us who's going in really hot, really high. And and yes, I understand that the momentum from right now game wise doesn't carry nine months later into the next game, but it's still, I mean, all season long, all, all or all off season, all we are going to talk about is how great we played in that Rose bowl and how good JS, JSN looked being the number one guy in Stroud right. and all that. I mean, and we're going to talk a lot of crap to Notre Dame fans about how, you know what? When Stroud throws five seventy three on you, we don't want to hear it from you, Marcus, and you, James. Like this is how it is. Get used to it. We're your daddy now. Yep. And so, like, and, and then beyond that, I mean, you got uh, this dude at Miami, uh, Van Dyke. Um, he's got a lot of hype, uh, a lot of talk about him. He's supposed to be the next great thing. So we'll see. You know, obviously Miami has been irrelevant for a while now, but uh, we'll see if they can finally get something going. Um, you know, Caleb Williams, is he going to stay at Oklahoma? He, he entered the portal, um, said he could definitely still stay, but he USC. just wanted to be able to talk to other schools. Could well, go to USC. Dylan Gabriel, them- he entered the transfer portal, and Dylan Gabriel, he uncommitted from his original transfer commitment and decided, you know what, UCLA is not the place for me. Oklahoma is. So what happens if Caleb Williams stays? Does he uncommit again? Decommit again? I don't know. I don't what know. What happens I- there? At some point, you have to be like when you're in there for so long. I mean, unless Caleb decides like today or tomorrow or the next day. Uh, but if he waits like three weeks, like how long can Dylan Gabriel be there before right. he loses that ability? Because yep. classes start soon. I mean, for colleges, classes start. You can't just be going to class one day and be like, yeah, I'm going right. to uh, right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm at the Ohio State for my last semester, but I'm going to end up going to Columbus State Community College just down the road. <laughs> 
But uh, nothing against CCSC if you're an alum. If you right, um, <laughs> if you look at the uh, way too early Heisman odds, so Fox Bet, and this was December 28th when this was posted. It's got Stroud or Bryce Young, Stroud, Caleb Williams, Travion, Spencer Rattler still sitting there at fifth. Wow, I'm kind of intrigued to see what he does at Oklahoma or at South Carolina. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in what the odds are going to be after the national championship game. I mean, I think Stroud's going to be the has got to be the, be the favorite. Sure. Um, JSN and is going to be in there, and Travion's going to be in there. Obviously, I put, a, I put a tweet out there on our, on our Twitter about JSN. I think he has a le- legitimate shot, you know, to win the Heisman. You know, I think he, I think he's going to have an insane season next year. I mean, he's probably going to average 150, 200 yards a game. Dude, I can I mean, honestly, certainly like, see that. Obviously, he's not going to put 347 yards every game, but right. I don't think this is the only 300-yard game of his career. I think he oh, no. has two next year. I mean, we play in some not – the not every secondary in the Big Ten is created equal. He is going to have a field day against some of these secondaries. And the thing is – and I noticed it a lot this year. I mean, he led the team in catches, but he was Stroud's go-to guy a lot of times. When those it really two was. Guys, he, I mean, he found his security blanket with JSN, and it's not – we talked about it. It's not like when you lose Olave and Wilson, you have nobody now because Harrison Jr. and Egbuka are going to be able to do their thing and like to to have teams be honest with those with them and themselves that JSN can still be that security blanket when when needed to. And he was on Saturday. I mean, where was Stroud always looking? Right to JSN. I mean, he had 15 yeah, he, catches. Like right, which is had, so crazy to think having Wilson and Olave there that that. JSN was almost his go-to. Yeah. But uh, if you look at it at records, um, and I assume this is entire season, bowl game, playoff, whatever. So mo- the most receptions in a game is 23. Um, that's I would say that's reachable. What was um, it? 23. This is college football time yes. or Ohio State. Okay. College football. So, but in a season, it, the the record for most receptions, Zay Jones did it in 2016 at 158. If we mm-hmm. play 15 games, you know, if we're talking the 12 regular Big Ten championship and two in a playoff, that's just over 12 a game. Yeah. I think that is 100% reachable. Mm-hmm. And then receiving yards is, is 2060. With 15 games, that's only 137 a game. Uh, who was that that year? Was that also uh, Zay Jones? No, the receiving yards was a Nevada receiver in 99. Okay. But, uh, but no, I mean, there's so many records out there that are that are – 100% reachable for him. What about and, touchdowns? Uh, let's see. Touchdowns in a season. 27. If you're putting up two a game, you got it. Which, I mean, that that's, that's hard to more do, of a stretch, but... I would say. But certainly possible. Yeah. And Stroud's uh, going to be better next year. So, I mean. He's going to be much, much better. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Um, I think defensively. We we will get better defensively. I mean, our D-line is going to be so nasty, whether Zach Harrison comes back or not. JTT is going to be a problem. Yep. Zach Sawyer is going to be a problem. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm excited for Noah Potter to finally come, have the coming out party that I think he was due for this year. Um, I know he dealt with some injuries and stuff this year, so I'm excited for Noah Potter to get healthy, go be the man next year. Um, like I said, Zach Sawyer already. Tylen Williams. Tyleek Smith. Yeah, uh, Tyler, Tyler Smith, uh, Teron Vincent really came on the last yes, yep. few few weeks. I hope he comes back, um, stays next year. And then 
the linebackers will get taken care of. Um, whether it's you know a combination of guys that are coming back, uh, the Stovers, the uh, the freshman that's coming in, and the secondary will get fixed. I mean, we have dudes coming in that know what they're doing, and and I'm really excited for Jim Knowles. I think he's going to do a fantastic job of fixing what needs to be fixed. And Matt Barnes is no longer around. He took the Memphis job. I don't know what they thought he was doing that was so great that you make him a DC, but good for Matt Barnes. Uh, whoever is on the staff and whoever is on our defense, it will get fixed. I, I promise you we will not have two bad years of defense in a row. And the defense, the thing, the thing is that with the defense is Ohio State is going to put up so many points that it's not like we have to, you know, hold teams to seven. Right. You right. just have to hold teams to 21. Realistically, yeah. you have to hold those good teams to 21 and hope we score 28, which yeah. is realistic and and, and can be done and, and will be done. It's going to be exciting. Um, Anything else that you just kind of like right now, we're just talking Ohio State. I, I, I know we're going to do it as soon as the national championship is over. We're going to do like a way too early preview episode where we're going to end up picking next year's Heisman and final four and national champ and the biggest games. Of the, we're going to do that, you know, as soon as it's over and sure. then nine months do it again for real. Um, so, but Ohio state wise, what else, just anything else that you're excited for watching that game that you're excited for that, you know, when we're watching them next year, we're going to be legit. I mean, we, we've hit almost everything, but I mean, obviously you look at what the defense did in the second half and, and you just know, that even though Held it's going to be 10 completely... points, I mean, they only right. scored 10 points in the second half. Right. And even though, even though, you know, it's going to be a completely different defense next year, just know that, that, that the guys that are there, that just builds the momentum, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that they're capable of it. And then you get a guy in there that's capable of coaching you to do it. Oh, it's going to be so fun to watch. Um, And I, uh, and I kind of, I kind of was talking about it before, just team that we watched that isn't going to be very good next year. Michigan is not going to be good next year. And I think going to leave so many rumors about him going to the Raiders. Yeah, I think there's a chance, but I honestly like I want Harbaugh to leave every year, but I also want him to stay forever because just because of the joke. But like, I really want to beat him next year. And then as soon as the game is over, I want Ryan Day to say something along the lines of like some people get a uh, get walked on for, to first base one time and think that they're or hit, hit one home run and think they're Babe Ruth or something or whatever baseball. <laughs> uh the term he wants to use just to, just to fire back at Harbaugh. Sure. And if, if Jim is not there, I I honestly kind of feel sorry for whoever takes his place because it's not gonna be pretty. I mean, they I'm I'm not taking away what they did. They they beat us fair and square. It was on you know at home for them, it was a big thing for them. It's right. Uh but they caught us on with a very experienced team with a lot of veteran guys versus a team in Ohio state who is very, 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 very young. Right. And it was and a they perfect storm. Some, they also have some youth. They I mean, do. obviously, I mean, but defensively, their defense right. was loaded with, with four year, five year dudes. And there's a big difference between guys that are 22, 23, 24 years old versus guys that are 18, 19, 20. Right. I mean, when you can go out after a game and your entire team defense can order a beer, legally versus <laughs> a bunch of guys who you know have to are freshmen at fraternities sophomores at fraternities you know it's it's a big difference in, in being an adult and being uh being that dude versus being a dude you know 
Yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm I'm just excited to I'm I'm excited for Ohio State to go beat their butts down next year and then to to get that national championship that Ryan Day deserves. Should have got it year one, got screwed by the refs. Should have got year two, COVID just screwed them. Uh, Should have got year three, but you know we want to play Oregon instead of Oregon State in the in the second week of the season. Right. Uh, so it's always that one thing that holds Ohio State back. But next year, nothing's holding us back. Yep, super excited for it. Sucks that it's nine months out. I know. Uh, can you believe that we just did another college football Ohio State based episode? That's crazy. It's almost like we're like a regional. Wouldn't have predicted Ohio it. Ohio State based show. I promise you, after the season's over, we're gonna we're gonna cool this out a little bit. It's gonna be a little bit more uh, general topic type type things. Hey, but, don't uh, don't uh, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> I know, uh, <laughs> Dylan. This weekend, we said this weekend. Sometime we in the next five days, we're gonna record the best moments of twenty twenty one. Yep, gonna uh, kind of recap. You know, all sports. Yep, all sports. All sports. Not just football and basketball, all sports. Best moments of 2021. We promise. Um, catch us this weekend, probably Friday, um, maybe Saturday. Uh, spaces on Twitter. We're going to kind of preview the college football national championship game. Probably not going to do a full episode on it. I mean, I'm just not as interested in the teams enough to do something like that. But I still want to talk. Uh, I, I still want to get maybe my prediction we get on some. Uh... Maybe we'll get on some spaces during the game or something. And, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have a space going on during the game, just kind of talking all things college football. So sure. that's exciting. And then next week, uh, once the playoff picture is set, we're going to do a full NFL playoff preview episode. Um, so we got we got some things going on in the next few weeks. I'm excited for just, you know, I, I like putting out these episodes. I like doing these with you. I like talking about how State football. I mean, it's what we do best. There's it is what better. we do best. There's nothing uh, better. Dylan. The countdown is on. We got like less than nine months. It's what September second is nine is, nine months minus two days. September third. Yep. It's I mean it's close. It's gonna be here before we know it. I'm already excited so. for it. I'm I'm already juiced. I'm jacked. You coming I'm, I'm with ready. me? I'll be there. You coming? You know what? You buy the ticket. I'll I'll be in attendance with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like so, a plan. No, but I'm excited. It it will get here. Be, it'll be here before we know it. So. Um. Hey, first episode of 2022, by the way. Best episode of 2022. It's been it, so far has been the best episode of 2022. I agree with you. And you know what we say around here? Like we, I think this one was pretty good. I mean, like you said, it was our best of the year. But the next one, it it will be the best one yet. We improve every time. We'll just keep keep getting better. See you, buddy. <laughs>